everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. A.K.A. Kimber. And Kidder. It's not plural. Oh, Kidders. Kimber and Kidders in the morning. In the morning. (laughs) We've got some traffic built up on the 405 right now. So if you're heading downtown to work, we're sorry and we're happy to keep you company. Don't try to take Sepulveda. Sepulveda's got road construction going on. So that's going to be a real mess for about three more weeks. And three more weeks (laughs) means six months. Enjoy. Let's play some easy rock. For all those times you stood by me. (laughs) Every time it's Celine. I'm sorry. Every time. (laughs) I drove all night. Okay, that's it. That's not Celine. It's not. But Celine covered it. Oh, she did? She sure did. Oh, look at that. What was I going to say? There's no Dateline on this week because for some reason... People are playing beach volleyball on TV. People love that. So I don't understand. I don't know what that's about. Did you watch the opening ceremonies? No. I didn't even know. Yeah. We're great Americans. We're just not good sports folks. Yeah. I would, let me put it this way. I would be really invested if someone I knew or someone I adjacently knew was in the Olympics. I'd be a little more invested. Yeah, but most people don't and they still are invested. Well, they're just better people than me. Yeah. We're doing an episode called Deadly Exposure, which I will not be able to not say in a weird British accent because of Mighty Boosh, where he says, that wasn't really a time, was it, Greg? It was more of an exposure, (laughs) which doesn't hold up well, actually. Probably none of that series holds up well. Apologies. That's okay. Season 19, episode 74. You can watch it on Peacock. Episode 74? Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? They do so many episodes. This aired on December 27th, 2017, which makes that mustache even more hard to understand. Please tell me you caught the mustache. Whose? (laughs) You didn't catch the mustache. You're talking about the prosecutor? The defense attorney that looks like Schmadoff Schmittler. The defense attorneys? Yeah. The the better question is, why didn't I notice? Why didn't it occur to me? Because you watch on your freaking phone. Well, that doesn't keep me from seeing an Adolf stash. Adolf stash. <laughs> sorry, it's not the main defense attorney. It's not the one that does all the speeches. No, sorry. He does. They don't let him speak because of his Hitler mustache. Obviously. What has he done? Why has he done that? I was wondering why you chose this case. Yeah, basically just because of the Hitler mustache. It looks like it's painted on with ink, like when Elaine's boss, Mr. Pitt, got ink on his face. It's crooked too. Like part of it goes out at a different angle than the other part of the triangle. Which makes me think, I don't know why we're talking about this at the beginning, but this makes me think he's he's covering something. Like this is covering a scar. Like a cold sore. Is it hair? Is it actually legitimate hair? You think that could be not hair? I'm thinking that could just be a mole. A mole in the shape of a triangle? A birthmark. It's more of a... Pentagon. Is that the right word? No, it's a triangle. I'm looking at it. It's like a one. But the top part is kind of flat, though, isn't it? The top part is also kind of flat. No, the top part to me looks like it comes to a point. Okay. It comes under this nostril. Right. Comes under the left nostril straight down and then goes to the side of the peak of the right side of the lip. Maybe there's a scar and that affects where the hair grows. Maybe his he fell asleep on the couch and his kid drew on it and he was benched for the day and they didn't let him make opening remarks because it's so offensive. I will be posting the picture if anyone's curious. Where does deadly exposure take place? Because I I had some questions about 
a lot of things in this episode that seemed off to me. So where are we? We are in Lima, Ohio. That doesn't help me. Let's go back to the beginning. Yeah. Very good place to start. It aired Mm -hmm. December 27th, 2017, hosted Mm -hmm. by Kate Snowjob. Who the heck are you? Dateline. She's lovely. I'm sure. She's fine. What is a snow job? She does a great job. Can we say that? Yeah. No, we said that. Who, Kate, who the heck are you, Snow? But we've seen her before. Yeah. No, I like her. I have no problem with her. I'm just fake angry. I do like her, but I'm, she makes me nervous. Her presence does put me at unease because it makes me think that Natalie Morales is going to go away. Like Kate Snow went away Mm -hmm. and Natalie is precious. But there have been other people that have gone away. Chris Hansen. Well, he just did something else. Yeah. Tax evasion. He's doing things on the internet with Onision. Did he? You don't know about any of this, do you? I don't. We should cover an episode of To Catch a Predator, though. I would enjoy that. I think Kim knows about it. I think she could suggest a good episode. Okay. So I did want to mention something about the theme song, because something has come to my attention that kind of blew my mind. So, you know, the moan, obviously we talk about the moan all the time. Ultraviolet13 on Twitter hears an homage to the Law and Order theme song in the little guitar riff. Yeah, I can see that. That comes after the moan. I can see that. And I can totally see it. And now when I hear it, I hear it. Yeah. And I can't not hear it anymore. Well, now everyone's going to hear it because you're announcing it. Yeah, you're welcome. Have you already announced it? I'm excited. No, I'm saying it now. Oh, okay. No, well, I, mean- I did retweet her tweet probably. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you're following me on Twitter, then yes, I am. Well, if you're it. not on social media, this is the announcement. This, this episode starts with Lester giving us information, which doesn't yes. usually happen. Usually he gives us vague platitudes about what we're about to see. But he tells us hundreds of Americans die from accidental carbon monoxide every year. Hundreds? You know I'm terrified. I know you're going to be worried about this. I really wish she hadn't said anything because now... I literally paused the episode, got up, looked for my carbon monoxide detector. It was not where I put it. So someone stole it. Ghost? And is trying to kill me. Ghost. Obviously. Yeah. A ghost is trying to kill me with carbon monoxide. CO2. (laughs) CO2. That's it. Okay. It doesn't work that great. I ordered a new one. It arrived today. I have not been sleeping for the past couple nights. I've been just staying up all night, huddled into a corner, breathing deeply, trying to see if I feel lightheaded. And I did because I haven't slept for two days. I was going to say, well, that'll do it. But I got it. It's here. Tonight will be a restful sleep. So we begin in Lima, Ohio in 2006. Still makes Hitler mustache makes no sense. A man calls 911, says his carbon monoxide alarm was going off. And this man is Dr. Mark Wengler. And we see him right from the beginning. We see him walking about town in a classic dad core outfit. And he sits down with Kate Snow from the very beginning. Usually at like the second to last act break, they're like, and here's our killer sitting down with our host. He's there the whole time. This 911 call that we hear briefly, right before he sits down and they go through the 911 call in depth is described, I think, by Kate as a frantic pre-dawn like morning. So that's what's happening. It's a frantic pre-dawn morning. Right. The call does not sound frantic at all. What we hear. Well, what's strange is. Hello. It's like if he's the killer, we can make fun of him on the call. And if he's not the killer, 
I'm probably still going to make fun of him because there's a lot of like his intonation is like the word stupid. I, I have it. It's at the end of every sentence. Like, no, she doesn't have a heartbeat. Stupid. No, I don't think she's not breathing. No, she's not. I'm starting CPR. <laughs> I'm starting CPR. It's like he's practiced which letter to put the emphasis on. I'm practicing. I'm doing CPR. Like Josh Mankiewicz, BDSM, BDSM. I think she's not breathing. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Like a whiny teenager almost. Here's what it is, is he's completely monotone. And so all he did was raise the volume but not the right. intonation of his voice. Right. No, she's not breathing. Like all in one note, no change. And now to be fair to him, okay, I just had a talk with my work husband, Greg, and he heard this book and about mismatched people who don't know how to match or, or how like all of us in society are just matching what we've been taught, the proper expressions are to certain situations. And Certain people are not able to do it. Good ex- example would be like Amanda Knox, who got charged with murder because she does not know how to match social cues properly. Now, certain people, maybe they're on the spectrum or maybe they're, that's just how they are. This man is incredibly odd in his personality. He's described later as a little peculiar or having yeah. peculiar ways. It is yeah. the perfect description. He's yeah. particularly peculiar. Yes. He's yeah, he makes you turn your head to the side like the RCA dog. But also when he's just talking to Kate, he's so monotone and he smiles at things you shouldn't be smiling at. Right. And like that call which should be the most frantic upsetting moment of your life. Like it's why I keep repeating it is because the way that I'm doing it, that's how kind of phony it sounds. Yeah. He may not mean it to sound like that, but that's how it does. It comes off like that. Yeah. If I was the 911 operator, I'd be like, what is happening over there? I'd be really confused. I'd also be like, did you imply the word stupid at the end of that sentence? Because it kind of sounded like you did, sir. And I don't appreciate that. I did not get that. So now I'm going to have to go back and listen again. There's one part where he's like, no, she doesn't have a heartbeat. Mom. Gosh. I did not hear that. I need to go back and hear it. I heard something different. Okay, I'm going to go hear it. That's how I heard it. So he goes to check on his wife, Kathy. She's 48 years old, has epilepsy. She was sleeping upstairs. More on that later. Yes, ma'am. And so to describe Mark, he has very white, fluffy hair, like an owl. He kind of has an owl look to him. And that does not endear me to him, which it normally would. So he's saying on the 911 call, I'm starting CPR. And the neighbor comes over. She says he was frantic. She also later says how peculiar he was. So that's interesting. Yeah. They take her to the ER, but it's too late. She has acute carbon monoxide poisoning. Now he tells Kate Snow that he doesn't remember when the doctor told him that she passed. He doesn't remember that moment. And Kate says, why do you think you don't remember? And he says, again, he's, I don't think he's trying to sound like a D-bag, but he's no, like, he's not. well, I had just been poisoned by carbon monoxide, Kate. But was he? Because we don't hear he anything else about that. He had low levels as well. He had much lower levels than his wife did. 
than Kathy did. But he was sleeping downstairs. Again, more on that later. So he doesn't remember when the doctor told him. He doesn't remember calling 911. He doesn't remember if he did CPR. If he doesn't remember the doctor telling him that, then he wouldn't remember anything between the time that he got the poisoning and from when he was healed from the poisoning. Is that what we're led to believe? Well, it's also he could have been in shock and just blocked out that moment. Yeah, I think that's a much more likely reason. than being like, I had carbon monoxide poisoning, Kate Snow. Yeah, I think you can just say, I don't know why I don't remember. You know nothing, Kate Snow. Kate Snow, Kate Snow. <laughs> I think I made that joke a lot last time. It was really sad it didn't go over better. Really? I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I did. Was there a snow? I think I didn't do the accent very well. So I think oh. we were not impressed. Nonplussed. <laughs> Stupid. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I think that I feel like he really easily could have just said here, hey, I don't. I don't know why I don't remember. It could be the carbon monoxide poisoning. I could have been in shock. I just, it was so tragic. I don't remember. That's like right. what the conversation should have yeah. said. No. Yeah. Absolutely. But again, the way he says things feels slightly off. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying he's a murderer because of that that's just a, a fact. I'm sorry. You don't think he did it? I'm not saying one way or the other till the end. Can you write it on your hand and put it up to the camera <laughs> so I can see what you Not think? Penny's boat. <laughs> Then I'll cry. (laughs) How many of our listeners got that? I did. So he says his head hurt and he was disoriented. And now the neighbor who thinks he's odd says that he sobbed like a baby with tears down his cheeks. But she also does a gesture that is a head in hands motion. Like you would be covering your cheeks with your hands so you wouldn't see tears. Obviously, he wasn't in that position the whole time. I want to have her eyesight checked. That's just nitpicky. She may not have wanted to mess up her eye makeup on Dateline, so she did this gesture instead of this. Oh, that's true. You're saying when she was mimicking his gesture. Yes. We. Don't, she says she saw real tears. She did. She specifically said, I saw real tears. Tears streaming. Streaming on the side of my face. Streaming on the side of my heaving, streaming tears. (laughs) Oh, I just got to read something that was the best idea ever. Now that I'm just giving credit where credit is due. Rose Hammerly is a listener. Mm -hmm. She wrote to us, you guys talking about the House of Horrors episode gave me an idea for interrogation room tissues that change colors when they come in contact with actual tears and maybe call them interrogation tissues. Come on. And it's like those, you know, the coasters they give out at frat parties so you can see if your drink has been date, has date rape drug in it. Oh, I know. It's genius. I don't think that most police stations have the budget for that sort of technology, but I think it's the most brilliant idea I've heard all year. Rose, our legal team is going to be contacting you in regards to copyright from marketing. Yeah. (laughs) It's really good. So Kathy's family is all being interviewed by Kate Snow and they're doing that thing where they're all being interviewed together. And so they're in rows, you know, and they put like three people behind and three people in front on like stools. But I hate to say it. You're not looking anywhere, but at mama in the middle who is delightful, put her eyebrows on for this and is ready (laughs) to go. I was like, lady friend penciled in her eyebrows for Dateline and is using them to their best advantage (laughs) and is like all spunky in her pink shirt. 
and mm-hmm. I loved Mama. I wanted mm-hmm. that to be my mama. Yep. She was she's really the queen. Sweet. That's why she's in the center. Yep. So Kathy and Mark had two sons. One of them is on Dateline, Aaron. He also said that his dad was sobbing. He doesn't mention real tears, but he says sobbing. Well, no one's going to say real tears for you. But the fact that the neighbor said it makes me think that she watches, watches a lot of Dateline. Yeah, there we go. Can Kate at this point go, were there real tears? No. Does Mank ever ask? I feel like Mank has asked that question before. Yeah, but Kate's new or old. We Question mark. She, she's a temp. She can't ask a that substitute. question. Yeah. 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 She's sub. She just is brought in to put in the VHS copy of our human body. Yeah. There we go. No, don't. What do they watch? Amistad? They watch like historical yeah. stuff. Yeah. I guess it depends what grade the sub is teaching. Oh, okay. So Kate says thousands are accidentally poisoned with carbon monoxide. Now, Lester said hundreds. What are you doing to me, Dateline? I'm already freaked out. I'm assuming Kate means thousands in the world because Lester said hundreds in America. Still freaking out. It's a lot. Detectives go to talk to Dr. Wangler. He tells them it was this faulty water heater. We've been having a ton of problems with it. Now, the neighbor, Diane, she's great interview, by the way. She's like in it the whole time. She really is. And she was a nose neighbor, I feel like. Yeah. So she says, my husband had told Mark that water heater is terrible. It The exhaust pipe wasn't placed correctly and it could be very dangerous. The husband said, that would scare me to death, Mark. Why didn't you change it, Mark? You're a doctor. That doesn't mean that he's good at water heaters. No, I'm saying he can afford it. He can afford to fix it ASAP. Go stay in a hotel until it's fixed. You don't want to mess around with that. Your neighbor is telling you that is a death trap on your house, your water heater. No. You might have a different relationship with death than you do. He said that would scare me to death, Mark. If God said it's my time, Paul, then it's my time. And what a peaceful way to go. Because I think you do just go to sleep. I think monox- carbon monoxide, you just go night. Yeah, but why not prevent it if it's fairly easy to do? Not sure. Also, you have sometimes sons in the house and your wife. You should ask her, is she okay with just going to sleep forever? Yeah, we should definitely ask what she thought. We find out that Kathy had a personality that filled the room. Does it count as lighting up the room? personality filled the She says like 10 sentences later that she loved life. So, I mean. So we got it. Yeah. Her son says that she was the best mom. She met Mark when she was 15. It was a very small town. He serenaded her with the guitar in the back of a pickup truck, which I cannot at all picture him doing at all. Yeah, I dry heat. Long, long time ago. I can still remember when. Was it American Pie? I need to know if it was 15 verses of him serenading her. Yeah. Always American Pie. No, or Stairway to Heaven. That's one of the two. I don't think it was secular music. He's very religious. He wrote Amy Grant a letter along with you. Keep the faith, Amy. Someone else just wrote me that recently. I was just listening to an old episode. I didn't have to write Amy a letter, but we prayed for her because we were very disappointed. El Shaddai, El Shaddai. I was thinking about that the other day. Some of those Amy Grant songs. Reach out to me. Tell me ones that I'm forgetting. (laughs) I know there's a lot. 
So they got married Catholic, but he was evangelical and then became very religious. He wanted to be a doctor. She worked hard to put him through medical school. They had two boys. Dateline chose us a montage of the two babies, and it set to like this happy guitar music for like 15 seconds. It's a long montage of family photos with this happy music. And even as people are talking, the happy music is continuing over their voice. It was a very strange choice. I had not seen that before. It's fun. Can't say I was a fan. Oh. (laughs) They joined a church. They were very active. Mark's medical practice took off and they were suddenly very well off. They would go to Europe on vacation. They would go camping. Kathy went back to school, became a substitute teacher. She put in Amistad. They were were getting (laughs) so much backstory. The neighbor said Mark was more reserved, but he would do anything for you. He was nice, but reserved. He was a little dorky and he looked different from other people. She no joke says he looked different from other people. And they keep showing his white blonde hair and tinted sunglasses from like five decades to late. Does he have albinism? He might have albinism. Is that what she meant? I don't think so. He It's not that. I mean, I think it was more his fashion choices. Maybe it was the very, very white blonde hair. But to me, it was more the tinted sunglasses that really bothered me. Does he have a perma smile? Do you know what I'm talking about? He grimaces kind of at odd times. Yeah. That kind of smile? I think he's a robot and he's studied humans and he's trying to match their expressions, but he is unable, failing miserably. I was just learning to love. (laughs) But you know what, Katie? Style can really make people judge you and make you think you're a murderer when you're not. So it's important to have good personal style, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And it's really easy to have good personal style if you're shopping at the right place. That's why we are really excited to talk about Faraday brand. Can it be? Yes, can't, can. It's finally summer. It's hotter than blazes outside. And we're actually going to have a real summer, it seems, this year, which means going outdoors, barbecuing. Hot girl summer. Walking around. Middle-aged introvert summer. Hashtag middle-aged summer is here. I'm going outside. I've left my house. I've walked down to Wawa. I've gone out and I've even gone to TJ Maxx. I've done a whole thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. I needed a trash can. So I am excited to get dressed to actually go outside. So I am loving the wares at Faraday brand online. I kind of forgot that like wearing clothes existed. And so now I'm getting (laughs) way back into it. Faraday makes the perfect clothes for summer. Whether you're doing hashtag hot girl summer, hashtag hot boy summer, hashtag middle age mediocre summer, whatever you're doing. Hashtag doing the best I can summer. Yeah. Hashtag going outside. Faraday is the brand for you. Faraday is a family-run brand that makes high-quality, timeless clothing with modern design and functionality. They are fueled by purpose and optimism, and their goal is to build an American legacy by creating high-quality, sustainably-minded, feel-good favorites that will actually bring you joy to wear. And we can all use a little joy after the last few years. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, when you're looking for that like ideal summer outfit, because you're finally going to like maybe a party, maybe to an outdoor concert, 
You want that shirt, that dress, that pair of shorts, something that feels like you've had it for years and years. Maybe it's in a beautiful print, but regardless, it fits so perfectly that it feels like like it could be vintage, but it's actually new. That's what Faraday does. It's my favorite. I love jumpsuits and rompers, which I talked about last time. But the coolest thing is that Faraday brand has right away when you go to their site, all these different options for feel good, easy breezy summer clothes, like dresses you can just slip on, t-shirts that like so soft and so well cut. Like there's nothing like a really good cut of a great t-shirt. And also they have men's clothes. And Oliver is very into it because he is really tired of wearing t-shirts that fall apart after a couple of washes. Faraday's like the opposite of that. It looks like they've been worn in, but they stay looking like that because that's how they're supposed to look and they're well-made. That's incredible. I know. Magic. Magic. And also Faraday's so confident in the quality of their clothes that they have a lifetime guarantee of quality. They'll replace or fix your clothes forever, no matter what. That's on what? I know. And on top of all of that, Faraday is giving a date with Dateline listeners 20% off. Yes. So go, 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 go to FaradayBrand.com. Stock up on all your summer clothes right now. FaradayBrand.com. Use code DATEDATELINE at checkout and snag 20% off all you need for summer. Hashtag middle-aged summer. That's code DATEDATELINE at Faraday, F-A-H-E-R-T-Y brand.com for 20% off. Yay. Thank you, Faraday. I'm feeling fancy in my Faraday. I'm on fire in my Faraday. (laughs) Hashtag Faraday summer. Perfect. Thank you so much, Faraday. It was so simple. It was right there. It was right there. Why couldn't we get there? It was right there. So David, what's his name, David? His name is Mark. He looks like a David. His, his name is definitely Mark. <laughs> Mark and Kathy have been married for 29 years when she passed away. Now it's being looked into by prosecutor Jürgen Walnick. Love the name Jürgen. 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 Yeah, it reminds me of Dark, which is... It reminds me of Skuunsi. Does he have an umlaut? No, I wish. No umlaut. So he investigates unexplained deaths. He checks out all the appliances in the house and they can't find a problem with any of them. So now they have a mystery on their hands. Uh-oh. Mark is ready to move on. He hears from them that everything's fine. They guess it was an accident. They just don't know how. Kathy's family, not so sure. They want to know what caused the leak. The sister says it was... It's like the white elephant in the room. That's not correct. I feel like, see, here's the thing. I, you got to let that go because what, what happened is that I would say that on Dateline and be so upset for years. Like, <laughs> I know. No, it's fine. It's just fine. I, it was more like me in my head being like, is that the right expression? No, it's a pink elephant. Or is the pink elephant the ones that dance in your dreams? That's the Fantasia. I think that this is just the elephant in the room. Elephant in the room. Yeah, there we go. So they keep calling the sheriff's department and pushing. They also have suspicions about Mark. They knew that their marriage was not happy. They call it a disaster. Apparently, Mark had an affair. Why do ladies love Mark? What's happening? Yeah. What's going on in Lima? They have a lot of beans and not a lot of men. So they stay together after his affair, but there was simmering tension and sometimes warfare. She was furious with him. He, in turn, was furious with her. He thought she spent too much money, wouldn't clean the house, and had gained too much weight. Shut 
your face, Mark, or I will kick you right in the Becky's protege. She is in her late 40s and has had two kids. She is size beautiful. Also, have you seen yourself, Mark? You look like you're about five years away from being the infamous pedophile goblin, Robert Durst. So check yourself before you wreck yourself, doctor. Preach. I don't like that at all. No, it's super rude. I am all up in arms. Well, it's what's upsetting is that other people knew about that. Yes. Because that means that he was he was public about it or it hurt her enough to talk openly about it. That like this is not this is a problem. It's happening. It's not he said it once. He obviously said it multiple times and it was an issue in their relationship. And I just. Yep. Nope. Nope. You act like this mild mannered, nice little Christian man. I don't think you are, Mark. I don't think you are. I see right through you. And not just because you're very pale. I like pale. I like Anderson Cooper a lot. But you do nothing for me. So there's this huge family portrait with like all the extended family. It's about 25 people. They're on risers grouped together by family tree kind of, you know, with the parents in the center. And what I do like about this photo is there's no assigned dress code. There's no themed color, no matching denim. I liked it. It was just whatever everyone was wearing at that family reunion. They took the picture. Yeah, that seems right. What happens after the photo is the real news. So Kathy got in the car with the boys and apparently Mark was hanging off the side of the car. Again, he seems too mild mannered to hang anywhere. Hang 10, hang any, hang on a jungle gym. I can't see him hanging. Yeah. But he was hanging on the side of the car and Kathy was yelling at him and driving away as he's hanging off. Finally, she left with the boys because they were in this huge fight. That's a scene. And he, again, seems so like he wouldn't want to cause a scene. Really mild, mild. Yeah. Would not want people looking at him and causing causing a scene. It'd be like King of the Hill when Peggy orders two appetizer soups instead of an entree and Hank lowers himself in his seat and looks around to make sure no one heard because he's that embarrassed. That is Mark. This feels like, I don't know, I feel like though when Mild gets upset, like when Mild gets heat added and it like gets really snaps. Yeah. Agitated, like a short circuit. That's what I feel like this is. I, this is scary. The synapses were firing all strangely. So Mark admits to Kate Snow that they did fight a lot. He says that Kathy got depressed after the boys went to college and that they were in counseling when she died. So things were not at the height of their marriage. She had been sleeping upstairs whilst he was sleeping downstairs. And then we get the first of many full graphics of the house with sketches like an architect, but also like a first person shooter game of the house. And so he's sleeping in a downstairs bedroom. No, no, he's sleeping in the downstairs master, which also, by the way, I think is now being called the primary bedroom. Okay, thank you. I just heard it for the first time, so I'm letting you know. I don't know if that this is we're changing the vernacular, but I've heard it now called the primary bedroom. You mean in society now? Yes, instead of the master. Why is that? Primary bedroom. Because of? Master. Yeah, because of a lot of things, I'm assuming. I don't know. I've heard it for the first time. Interesting. Okay. I love to know the good, what we're supposed to say. So, but the primary bedroom was downstairs here, you're saying? Yes. Okay. So she was sleeping in one of the son's bedrooms upstairs because the sons were away at college. She's sleeping on a blow up air mattress, y'all. 
this isn't like this, she was sleeping in a twin bed upstairs. There was some sort of blow up mattress situation that's green. Was it? That's not good. Yes. Why isn't he? I don't understand. Okay. Why isn't she sleeping in the? That's what I'm saying. She has epilepsy. Shouldn't she be sleeping in the bed? In the nice bed? Yeah. So the primary bedroom downstairs has a bathroom attached to it. Apparently that bathroom's toilet had overflowed, which is disgusting. But for some reason, I didn't, I thought it was just water. And then he said, because there was a smell situation. And I was like, why did it smell? Because I'm an idiot. And I was like, poop, there's poop all over the Kimberly. Literally, I was walking and I was like, because of poop. Like it hit me like a lightning bolt because there was poop in the water. It was poop. I've never had a toilet do that. I've only ever had like the water where it's basically just like clear water come up. So I'm very blessed. Hashtag blessed. No, that's not true. What? You've witnessed it. I have? Le Garage. My birthday. Circa some other year. When that overflowed because of the roots under the ground. Remember, it wasn't anything to do with us. Yeah, no, because my toilet does that all the time because of the roots too, but it's just water that does it. But roots back up into my shower, which is gross. But hashtag bless, I haven't had a lot of poop situations. So that's why I was walking and I was like, oh, it's poop water. That's disgusting. So also, why are you not getting it fixed? Also, why can't you fix it? Is it a root situation? Because I needed to know that like you weren't just being lazy and didn't know how to plunge your toilet. I was like, go in there and fix that, sir. Just fix it. Or ask the neighbor who seems to know about like mechanical things and he seems to like know things about fixing things. Call him up and say, hi, do you have a snake? He might. Yeah, exactly. He might have a snake. Get the snake going. So he's sleeping in the downstairs bedroom. He's sleeping with a towel under the door and a fan blowing and the bathroom window open because of the smell. Why is he still sleeping in that bedroom? There is at least one other bedroom in that house because they had two sons that were both away at school and it's a large house. Go sleep in another bedroom. What you need to be near the poop toilet? Schmilty. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, it's disgust. I can't. He's a doctor. Again, I keep saying he's a doctor. He was, they were very wealthy. I don't understand what the problem is. It's upsetting. It's upsetting. Yeah. So Kathy's family thinks he was protecting himself from the carbon monoxide leak that he had caused. Meanwhile, Kathy's case has gone to another detective who has another great name, Clyde Brightigan who looks like he should be on Midsummer Murders, but he's not British. So sadly, he would not get cast. So Clyde put me over the top. After seeing Clyde, I was over the top with this episode. And I was like, everyone, what's going on? Like, I couldn't remember where we were. Right. Or what year we are. What decade are we? I think this is body snatchers. I don't think these people, there's something like everyone's too calm. This is like maybe just mild-mannered. It's that not Midwest, middle of the country. You don't get highfalutin or upset about, you don't cause a scene about things. You're very just polite, but not too polite because that's being gregarious. You got to just stay pretty even tempered. Yeah, what's the opposite of gregarious? 
Yeah. <laughs> Mike Garius. Mark Garius. Janet Garius. I don't understand. You know, in Music Man, when they go to that one town and it's like, they're very nice, but not too nice. And they, you know, if you're a stranger, they'll be like, hi, with like a fake smile. <laughs> they're not going to open you, welcome you with open arms. They're reserved. But that's the way they show love. You know, when you find out that a town has something in the water? Yes. I would not be surprised if like a mild sedative, like a low levels of Valium, if they tested the water, that like everybody was just pretty even. Is anyone if that's listening from Lima? I would like to move to that town. Everyone just seems very smooth. Yeah, no, not a lot of anxiety problems or it's hidden deep below the surface until one day it snaps. Until one day you short circuit and then you're hanging off the side of a PT cruiser going, let me in, Kathy. <laughs> Don't make a scene as he's ripping off his shirt and being acting like Tarzan. <laughs> like has one leg in the car window and they're trying to roll it up. He's like Godzilla on the Empire State Building. Like, <laughs> this Clyde looks over the reports and he is sure, like these other investigators, the appliances did not cause this. There are things in the garage that he thinks caused them. There's two cars, there's a generator, and a snow snowblower. And they all produce carbon monoxide, but they would need a person to turn them on on purpose. So he thinks it's not an accident. So were any of them warm when the Great investigators question. came? Unsure. Could you touch a hood? Yeah, unsure. Great question. Okay. But how would someone fill an upstairs bedroom with enough carbon monoxide to kill and also be okay themselves? So Detective Brightigan channels Sherlock Holmes, Kate tells us. I thought this was going to be way more. I thought we were going to get like a monocle and a pipe and a hat and a bloodhound dog. And I thought it was like going to be. Oh, old school Sherlock. I thought we were going to get current Sherlock when like all of the digital stuff flips across the screen. And we were already getting kind of the digital interior of the house. So I was like, oh, what if he's going to start thinking in like words and then words come together in a cloud? And then it's, you know. You know, Rebecca Sebastian, she her dog's name is Sherlock, which is such a good name. And it's taken now. So thanks, Rebecca. Is Watson taken? Dr. Watson? No. Why can't you do Dr. Watson? I never feel like he contributes that much, to be honest. I'm going to tell Martin Freeman you said that. And that's fine. More for me. That's fine. More for me. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> so I'll be better friends with him than you will. So there you okay. go. <laughs> so I guess Sherlock Holmes focused on eliminating the impossible and focusing on the improbable. One main clue is that Dr. Wengler is an expert in gases because he's an anesthesiologist. Why didn't I call my friend who's an anesthesiologist and ask, does being an anesthesiologist make you an expert in carbon monoxide poisoning? It's not the same thing putting someone under during a surgery. But I would think if you're going for anesthesiology, your advanced coursework that you're taking is in chemistry, right? In Yes, that's true. So yes, you should know more than the average bear about gases noxious gases yeah from when you were in school not of daily practice because daily practice would be a whole different set of things do they ever put anyone out with gas anymore 
Like laughing gas? Like Yeah, they do, but not carbon monoxide. Yeah. I think they still use like what they would call laughing gas. Yeah. Do they still use that? I'm just wondering. That was a real question. I think at the de- I think my mom's got it at the dentist. I'm also picturing Little Shop of Horrors, Steve Martin. So <laughs> he knows how to put people to sleep, Mark. Forever, apparently. Forever. I was trying to think. Yeah, exactly. Forever. The endless sleep. Sorry, did I ruin your joke? No, I was just trying to get there and I couldn't get the, there. The forever sleep. Yeah. The forever sleep. So the detectives get a search warrant for the house. They take Mark's journals. Wow. These journals. Wow. Let's go. Let's go. Were a gold mine. And you were wondering why I picked this episode. I looked very hard for the journals. Oh, to get them online? Well, I paused on the screen anytime we showed them and I wrote down what they said. Thank God. Yeah. Because I kept trying to get it and I was having a hard time. So then I started Google imaging for them because I was like, what do the journals say? I need to read the journals because I'm nosy and I need to know. Yeah. So he says in the, we get them throughout the trial too. So we're going to get them for a while. This is what we get at the very beginning. So he says, Kathy and I bicker all the time and she still hurts me so often. I truly long to serve Jesus, but I become weak from the wounds Satan throws at me from within my own family. God almighty. Oh yeah. Then we get a piece from the journal something that happened after Kathy died. And he's talking about a woman named Linda that Dateline never mentions. We have no idea who she is. We know exactly who she is. I don't know what you're talking about. She leaves reviews on Amazon. Um, Got carbon monoxide poisoning because I didn't install the heater right. One star. <laughs> One star. Absolutely. The appliance was not faulty. It was 100% user error. One star. So Linda was controlling Kathy's life. Who is Linda? Why doesn't Daylight ask who? Well, who's Linda, Kate Snow? Is Linda a demon? Is Linda Nick Schneider's sister, cousin? So apparently Linda is controlling Kathy's life. And he writes in the journal, I miss Kathy and feel sad. Oh, my God. For this secret life she had been seduced into. What is he talking about? Now, granted, he's very conservative, very religious. She may have decided to start wearing slacks. And that was the secret life that she was being seduced into. We don't know. Oh, my God. Is she in an MLM? (laughs) I was going to say, was she having an affair with Linda? No, no. Is Linda her upper? Maybe. Is Linda her higher rung? Maybe it was an MLM. And she's like, you have to meet this quota. Maybe she's selling those gift bags. Like that gift bag MLM. And she's spending too much money. Yeah, where you're buying like purses that are not that great of quality. You're buying, you have to buy your own supply. Get high on your own supply of handbags because you're not selling them. Yes. It's either an MLM or a sexual affair. One or the other. I think it's an MLM. Kathy's in an MLM. I think if we went back through Kathy, we'd see a lot of posts about hair care or purses or possibly yeah. a vitamin. Yeah, the vitamin patches. Or the patches. Sure, could be the patches. No, I don't know if those were in yet. Not sure. So he also says, I prayed with Dick Divdrop. Who's Dick Divdrop? We don't know. You have to get a phone book. We need like a full directory of the town. I can't, I don't know. 
is Dick Divdrop related to Nick Schneider too? But he's on your team. He's a a light demon. If you don't know who Nick Schneider is, everybody, you need to go back and you need to listen to the Lori Vallow episodes. They're called Where are the Children? Where were the children? What happened to the children? Anything with the children and question mark. Those are the episodes you need to listen to. Yeah. So the detective says that reading the whole diary, he felt like Mark was trapped and at the end of his rope. Yes. Yes, absolutely. 100%. And we'll get to more diary entries, which prove that exact thing. But can you believe there was a secret life and someone named Linda? I'm so excited. Okay. So, And why doesn't Dateline ever talk about it? Why didn't Kate Snow ask him? Because she's in an MLM and they don't want to promote it. It's irresponsible. <laughs> so. Unless you're in the higher, you can't make money. You won't make money. Don't do it. If somebody says you can be your own boss, hashtag be your own boss, hashtag no. There was an HBO show. What was that HBO show where the guy is investigating his mom's death? It was just on the earlier this year. And one of the episodes is all about the MLM that the mom was in and how maybe one of the MLM people killed her. It was so good. It's one of those miniseries. It's like four episodes. It's really good. Find it and tell me, because that sounds it's great. very good. I'll find, I'll think of it. So Mark is now moved on to a new lovely lady from church, Esther Van Nine, And they married- Van Dyne? Van Nine? Either way, Esther. Esther. Come on. Shaddai, Shaddai. <laughs> Esther. I like the name Esther, but it doesn't seem, it's just kind of funny considering how religious he is. So they are married 14 months after Kathy's death. Now, I don't have an opinion on that. I honestly don't. If that's too soon, I don't know what too soon is. I've never lost someone like that. So I don't know. I'm actually going to reserve all judgment on that. Kate Snow has a lot of judgment though. Kate Snow is like, a lot of people will say that that's way too soon. And he's like, we have heard that. Yes. I'm honestly not sure how I feel. Yeah. I don't know. I think for everybody's different. Yeah. So it doesn't like strike me, but because it's him and this scenario, I'm like, no, that's too soon. Yeah. It makes mm-hmm. me want to judge, even though, yes, no, I absolutely we can't. So the detective thinks he puts carbon monoxide in the heating ducts of the house. So they go in and they take apart the ductwork. And Mark and Esther have planned a trip to Zambia for a church trip to help dig wells. Good for them. And after three weeks, they come home and they are in a layover in the Atlanta airport when they get a call from Mark's son saying there's an indictment and they're arresting Mark. And they had no idea they were even investigating the case. So they fly home from Atlanta to Ohio because, quote, Mark felt like he had to go home to clear his name. You're being arrested. There was an indictment out against you. So if you didn't go home, you'd be an actual fugitive. So don't try to make it seem like you were being all noble by returning home. He's really trying. He's really trying. I felt like I had to return home to clear my name. No, because you would be put on America's Most Wanted list. That's why. He's arrested and they go to trial. Prosecutor Jurgen admits that he doesn't have a ton of like physical evidence, but he thinks it wasn't accidental. We know that. And we have these diaries that give us motive. Not a ton of physical evidence. He's like, no fingerprints, no forensic evidence, no eyewitness, but... But we have these diaries. We've got the heat ducts. 
and these journals that make him look like he's really guilty. So the family testifies against Mark and they say he criticized her size beautifulness, her hair and her spending. And Kate Snow asked the question that you could ask of approximately 84% of all datelines, why not just get a divorce? Because apparently Kathy had told people she wouldn't divorce him because she was afraid he would cut off her money. That's, we don't, and it's her family that says that, that she had said that. The spending. I know, it's the MLM. He was really upset about her spending. Yeah. She had all the jewelry. I know. She's in paparazzi. She's in one of the jewelry ones. There's a few jewelry oh. ones. Oh, wait, the ones that where you put the bath balm in and there's a ring inside? Or is it like, that's something else? That I love because it's a treasure hunt. So I want those. But you don't get to do the bath balm. They do it for you on the air during the Pearl Party. It takes away all the joy. I'm not into that. No, I had a candle with a ring inside and that was the best day of my life. And the ring could have been worth up to $10,000. It wasn't. (laughs) Up to. But the candle itself burned really clean, smelled really good. And I got a little ring. I was into it. How can you lose? It was a gift. I liked it, but it was not. But I want to do my own ring bath bomb. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why you want someone to do it for you. So you can watch them and type in the comments. Oh my God, what is it going to be? What is it going to be? No, that's dumb. So... So she wouldn't want to get divorced because of the money situation. And he wouldn't want to lose his standing and reputation in the church. And as we've discussed many times with some, not all, ultra-religious people, being a widower will give you better standing than being a divorcee or a murderer. Why don't we see anybody from the church on here then? I think there's one guy. There's one guy who I thought was maybe a pastor or something. And because there's always one. Like two episodes ago, not this time. I know, I know. I'm thinking of the other mustache dad, but there was a guy in this episode that says that he was a very nice guy. And it's like for two seconds. I don't know who he was. I'm assuming he was at the church. Okay. And Esther's at the church. So, and Esther has great taste in men. So the journals paint an even bleaker situation than all of this divorce talk. And we see the journals and then like lightning strikes and it turns to that weird like black and white tone. Yeah. is It's very exciting when that happens. Yeah. So he, in one of the journals, he says, Kathy criticized me sharply. I wish she didn't make fun of everything I do. I am more prone to temptation from Satan when I feel rejected by Kathy. Lord, grant me the confidence of a mediocre white man. No, it says, Lord, grant me the wisdom to do your will and to discern between your will and where Satan wants me to go. He's more prone to temptation from Satan, who is telling him, kill your wife, when he's being rejected by his wife. But that also makes it sound like there's a chance that God has also been telling him, it's time to kill your wife. I think he's a little confused. And so he's trying to figure out which one is giving him the instruction. He also would do these 24-hour prayer sessions he talks about in his journal, but doesn't go into a lot of details. Very curious about that. Did he say prayer closet? No, I wish. Okay. I love a prayer closet. So he says, I am tired of her lies 
and hiding huge amounts of money. She turns away when I try to kiss her. Maybe because you call her fat all the time. That could have something to do with it. And then he says, trigger warning for the next 30 seconds. Thoughts of suicide are a little strong again. Satan is attacking in new ways this time using car exhaust. So that's it. So I was like, okay, that's, I'm sure now. I wasn't sure before, but like he's saying he's thought about killing himself using the exact means that his wife dies from accidentally. Okay, Dr. Mark Wengler is a Dr. Death. Speaking of Dr. Death, One Nefarious Doctor, a hit podcast, and 15 million listeners later, Dr. Death is still making waves all over the world. Dr. Death is the true story of Dr. Christopher Dunch, a sociopath with a scalpel who left a trail of bodies behind him. Before he was stopped, 33 patients would become paralyzed or die under his care. Now the phenomenon of Dr. Death is being reimagined in a new streaming series starring Alec Baldwin, Anna-Sophia Robb, Joshua Jackson, and Christian Slater exclusively on Peacock. Experience three brand new bonus episodes of the Dr. Death podcast, where the cast interviews the real-life characters they portray in the streaming series. Golden Globe Award winner Christian Slater sits down with Dr. Kirby, the doctor who finally took Dunch down. Anna-Sophia Robb talks to Michelle Shugart, the district attorney who put him behind bars. And Dr. Death host and reporter Laura Beale talks with the full cast about how making the show changed their perspectives on institutions and the medical system. To listen to these new bonus episodes, follow Dr. Death on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or you can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. I am a new convert because Katie has been talking about Dr. Death for how long now? A minute. Since it came out. Yes. And I am finally on the Dr. Death train, maybe because of Joshua Jackson, maybe not, but I've been binging the podcast and it's amazing. It's so great. I cannot wait for this. I'm so excited. This is I know. Brilliant. I'm not ready to meet Joshua Jackson. I know he's married already because of my chin acne, though. So I do want to talk briefly about that. I don't want to use the phrase outbreak, Katie. I'll save that for movies where a monkey saves the world. or causes the outbreak, I can't remember, but it's bad. Any ideas for what I can do? Yeah, a few. I can definitely tell you what not to do. Okay. First of all, don't try the rubber end of Band-Aids stuck to various points in your face. Don't try crushed up penicillin. Don't look on the internet for DIY sulfur masks. No. Oh, this is going to make it better. No, it's not. It's going to make it worse. I'm going to leave that to Dr. Sandra Lee, the pimple popper. Seriously, most home remedies and over-the-counter acne products really don't work. And even worse, they can actually really damage your skin. But do you know what actually does work? Prescription treatments. That's why I am so excited to yet again talk about apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne for real. Yes. So they've been working on my upper face facial area, the upper facial area above the equator, the wrinkles. So now I'm going to just write to them and be like, yo, I got problems downstairs now too. And I think that you'd be 
really happy because what apostrophe does, as you know, they connect you with a board certified dermatologist who creates a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin and your unique skin as you have new needs or requirements for skincare. I I always have new needs. Exactly. All you have to do is fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skincare goals and your medical history. You take a few selfies and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan right away. Apostrophe treats acne, but like you said, they can also help with everything above the mid-nose equator line, such as smile lines, aka wrinkles, forehead lines reducing redness, and also they can help with dark spots. So I had a long list of skincare goals when I went in, not just clearing up my horrible adult acne, but also as trying to improve my skin's texture, especially after doing all the things aforementioned to my face on a regular basis. And Apostrophe has an at-home delivery service, which means that I can get the skin I've always wanted without wandering the aisles of CVS, it's delivered right to my door in the cutest packaging ever. And I'm really happy to say that thanks to my board certified dermatologist, my oral medications have made it so that I no longer suffer from acne and my topical medications are making it so that my skin texture is looking much, much better and my wrinkles are diminished. Yes. I'm not going to say they're gone because in order for them to be gone, I have to stop smiling And that would be a bad thing. For me, I have to stop watching Dateline because I make these expressions where I raise my forehead, where I'm like, is this person serious? Or whenever I go, him, I make this wrinkle in my forehead. So I just have to stop watching Dateline. (laughs) But you also have to use your medications that you're prescribed from apostrophe with regularity because prescription medications, I'll say it again, they really do work. So right now, we have a special deal for our audience you can save $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash date dateline when you use our code date dateline. This code is available only to our listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash date dateline, click begin visit, and then use our code date dateline at sign up and you will get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's apostrophe.com slash date dateline. A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com. Use that code date dateline to get your dermatology visit and save $15. Put the period on the end of your skin issues. Yay! Thank you, Apostrophe. Thank you so much, Apostrophe. Check them out, guys. Seriously, the struggle is real. Check them out. So back to a man who has no skin troubles at all. He has a personality problem. He has like a murder problem, maybe. He has a personality problem. You know, you can't have everything. So he has one fault. Maybe he's a murderer. He has okay skin. Kathy, the wife did too. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. It's just we're not seeing her. We're only seeing photos. So it's a little harder. So at this point, I noticed that the journal that he has is called the It's Not About Me journal. (laughs) But every single thing he writes is about him. So that's rich. What is that supposed to mean? I think it means like it's about God or don't don't make it about yourself, you know, and like be of service to other people, something like that. On the 911 call, he says, I'm starting CPR, but she was found on an air mattress. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was an air mattress, not on the floor. 
And he's a doctor, so he should know that she would need to be on hard surfaces. Now, Kathy's, here we get to the body temperature. Her body was cold to the touch, but he said her heart stopped just minutes before. The ER doctor says the same thing as the EMTs. Her body was very cold. It was 94 degrees. And the body was starting to get stiff, which would not make sense if she had just died. And the doctor says she that he was acting like he was crying, but she says, I didn't see normal stuff when you cry. Oh. And I'm like, you're a doctor. You know the word you're searching for is tears, but there we go. No tears. Nope. So the defense attorney says, I'm sorry, the prosecutor says it had to be the water heater or it was murder and it wasn't the water heater. I thought that was a good line. There we go. They believe he closed all of the heating vents except the ones in Kathy's room. And again, now we're seeing this architectural diagram, like a blueprint almost, but CSI'd kind of. And the graphics department did a good job. And he had opened the window in his bedroom and put the towel under the door, but closed all the vents so that the air would go right to Kathy's. Do they have pictures of that? Do they have like proof? That the other vents were closed? They're not clear if maybe he had opened the vents and that's why there was such a disparity in when she died and when he called 911. I see. So I think I they don't actually say they found the vents closed. This is just their theory. So they think he shut the door to the furnace room and filled the garage with carbon monoxide by starting the car or the generator. And the carbon monoxide would have nowhere to go but into the furnace where it would be funneled into the heating ducts. And the only vent that was open was Kathy's room. And there's soot stains above the vent in Kathy's room. Unfortunately, there's photos of it, but unfortunately no one ever tested the soot before it was painted over. It almost makes a heart pattern. Did you notice sad. The labs tested the heating ducts and they found soot that shouldn't have been there. It was soot from a combustion source, which I've now learned is different than the kind of soot that would be there from a water heater. I don't know things. They think it's a combustion source would be a car or a generator or a snowblower. But how much was there? So there was soot in there that wasn't there. We don't know. Now it's the, I'm sure the jury found out they could, they went over a lot of the science stuff fast. Now it's the defense's turn. They say he was a devoted Christian who would never kill, but his defense attorney has a Hitler mustache. So who knows really? They say it was a water heater for sure. He says to Kate Snow, I'm worried that she says, are you worried that the jury won't see this as it was an accident? And he says, yeah, I'm worried about that. And he's smiling, which is one of the times where he does like a kind of a grimace face. It's interesting. There's one time that he does it that's so inappropriate. I don't know if you've gotten there yet. I don't think I've gotten there yet, but this is where he's, the smile creeps onto his face. And it's like, what are you doing? I don't think you can help it. But there are people who have just have different responses to different things. And I promised Greg that I would not judge people as much from their inappropriate responses. So Greg, did Greg get on you about this? Did he, was he personally insulted? No, he just, he said, actually, you're usually pretty fair. And you usually say we're not supposed to judge if people have weird responses. Do we owe him an apology for anything? No, he has good responses to things. No, is he disappointed in us? No, not at all. Okay. 
Hi, Greg. He does want to know if we want to know more about life insurance because he sells insurance now and he can tell us all we need to know. I said, no, thank you. Hard pass. I said, people like our ignorance. Oh, was he trying to sell you life insurance or? No, he knows I have nothing of value. No, I have life insurance questions. Don't speak for me. I have (laughs) questions for sure. Okay, he'll he'll help you. If my husband has a policy on, Greg, I'll call you. We'll (laughs) We'll see if I should be worried. Let's put it that way. Right. No, that's always the question. How much? Is it gone up a lot? Really fast? Was he secretive about it? There's lots of questions that are involved. Yeah. What kind of clauses are there? Yeah. I live in an old house where like things like carbon monoxide poisoning could definitely occur. Stairs, haunted basement. Stairs, lots of doors. Yeah. Lots of doors. They could just close on you suddenly. Just no Yep. Why is there so many doors? There's so many doors. So Mark's sons say that he was great and the parents loved each other very much. But okay. they ought, they like even Mark will admit that that's not true. No, I think they loved each other. I just I mean, I'm sure they loved each other around their children for their children. Get ready for the next journal entry. Oh, boy. I'm ready. Lord, give me the strength to get through One more day of marriage. The journal prompt is, what in your life isn't working? His answer, my marriage. It hasn't worked for 20 years, exclamation point. Which is funny because he never speaks with exclamation points, but he writes with an exclamation point. There you go. Lord, grant him the strength to get through one more day of marriage. Is this the day before the murder? No, but that would be amazing. So it wasn't literal. Okay. They say, well, the journal shows that he is praying and working on his marriage. He's also praying to not let Satan's urges to do bad things take over. So he's praying for a lot of things. And clearly his prayers were not answered. I will say this. I would very much not like my private journals to be read in a court of law. Just going to say that. Yeah. No, it's horrible. It's like the worst nightmare. I don't like that they got to be able to do that. It's not my favorite. I know, but it's so helpful. I feel bad even reading them, but I don't really like him, so I'm okay with it. Okay. There was another episode where we chose not to read the journal entries, I feel like, because we weren't sure. That makes me feel better. Yeah, there was an episode where we were okay people. So they say that her low body temperature... And then at this point, Kate Snow goes, how cold was it? How low was it? Yeah, got it. Yeah, it was a joke. It was really funny. So the ER doctor's notes apparently were off. They say it the body temperature was 1.5 degrees warmer than she said. So it was 95.5, which is still low. Well, how fast does a body temperature drop in there's got to be science out there that tells you how fast body temperature drops from moment of death until she had her temperature taken in the hospital. So where, where are we? Well, but the EMTs say she was cold when they got there. And according to Mark, she was still breathing. Oh no, she was, she had just stopped breathing. Like when he was on the phone with them or right before he called them. So it should be like a matter of less than five minutes that her body got cold. This is again, just like our episode from last week or whatever there was the father and son. So they put an expert on the stand that says the temperature checks out. They obviously each side can find an expert that says what they want to say. 
they question the lab experts with the duct work and they say it's junk science. They say the FBI refused to do the testing because it was too unreliable. And the lab only agreed to do it by saying, well, we've never done this before, but we'll try. We've never done duct work testing before. Oh, that's bad. It's not great. But they are testers of things. They just had never tested from inside of a duct. So yes, I understand. You know, I mean, they tested for carbon monoxide before and things like that. They've just never tested that material inside of a duct, I think. So the defense says that candles could be the source of the soot. Now, but candles, is that a combustible? <laughs> that just, that's not a combustible. Yeah, see, that's where, well, I think that they're saying if the science of it being a combustible soot is refuted, then what's the cause of the black? The black heart-shaped mark above the vent. Which, of course, candles do that. We all know that. Right, but usually you have to have a candle. The, The vent is on the floor. The candle would have had to be up against the wall on the floor. And did she burn candles up against the floor? Or are they saying that, It came from the vents. It came from the floor below. It's directly above where the sun's room was below. And the sun burned candles right there. That's what they said. He, no, that was his room. The room she was sleeping in was his room. And he says, those soot marks were there before I went to college. So those soot marks had always been there. Which again, why? This is really frustrating too, because I've also had a heater that actually made marks on the wall. I've had a vent. And again, that's probably very dangerous. And it wasn't a car exhaust that did it. This is not an exact science. This is confusing. I don't like this. An expert takes the stand and says, another expert takes the stand and said, it was the water heater, even though all the detectives found that the water heater was working just fine. He said the water heater wasn't installed right. It was super faulty in the way it was installed. And The defense said, which I think was true, which was what Mark wanted, that he could blame it easily on the water heater because it was so problematic. So the defense says the prosecution can't explain exactly how he did it. They kind of did. I mean, they had a fairly good idea, but they can't exactly prove it. So now we see Mark before the verdict is in. This is when he's talking to Kate Snow, and this is when he's walking around town in his dad core outfit. He's going to Ace Hardware, and he seems so relaxed and like laughing with his cousins and stuff. It's very strange. Shows a lot of kind of personality, but it's that like <laughs> too much information, <laughs> like that kind of personality. He's he's just incredibly awkward. He's just a very awkward person. Like period. That's it. He's just very awkward. Period. That's the episode title. They go to choir practice, he and Esther at church. Esther is a wreck. Kate says that he is hard to read. Yes, except I feel like I'm reading him okay. He is, he's odd. Kate interviews the jury before we find out what their verdict is. And she says, did it come down to science? And they say no, which I don't love. Not great. That's not a good look. They find him guilty. He has no reaction when the verdict is given. Like, I don't even think he blinks. He's eligible for parole after 25 years, but he gets life. Now, the judge is unhappy with him. The judge says, you violated the Ten Commandments, thou shall not kill, 
and the Hippocratic Oath do no harm. So that's a twofer. Go to prison. That judge was mad. That judge was very mad. Good. Maybe that judge went to his church. That would be exciting. That could be. That could be. Yeah. The jury says that there there were a couple guys on the jury who were knowledgeable about water heaters. Okay. This I didn't love. This I really didn't love. You guys, I I feel like I agree with your verdict, but you guys are sounding really stupid right now. No, also, you can't do that because that's he's going to appeal that. You can't bring that outside information in. You have to go with the information that's literally presented to you. I know, but no one has no, I mean, you can't block out information you already have. You're definitely not supposed to experiment. But saying I'm a water heater expert, guys, and this absolutely, and if that influences other people in that room, also, why aren't they being asked that in voir dire? Why aren't they being asked? Like, do any of you have a lot of experience in... In water heaters. In combustible, in combustible soot, in carbon monoxide, in water heaters, in generators, or in car exhaust? What I get is that none of them were actually contractors, air heating and air professionals. I think they were just like guys who did repairs on their own houses. And we're acting like they knew a lot about it. That's even more dangerous, isn't it? It's very dangerous. And that they were believing these guys and not the experts. Of course, the experts said two different things. So they had experts on both sides. But that's of course they do, because every trial is going to, right? They had one to refute the other side. Ugh. Okay. But they say it wasn't the science. They think it was more the diaries the 911 call and the body temperature, which is science. But I think they mostly like went with their hearts, their emotions, the gut sort of, and less on the facts of the case per se, which is not a great look, guys. Can I ask you a question? If you had been in this courtroom, if you let's say Kimberly is in the jury for this trial. Yeah. What would your reaction be to him? I would have really wanted him to testify, but... I would be staring at him the whole time being like, is he a robot? Is he a pod person? And then be like, Kimberly, don't judge. Remember, Greg told you not to judge people who are mismatched. Come on, you know better. But then I'd be like, Greg is not the only person that's told you not to judge. (laughs) Katie has told me not to judge. I would have been very curious to see his face when they were reading the journals. Yeah, I would have watched him like a hawk. Yeah, I would have been watching like a hawk. When the judge says you committed the deadly sin. And pictures of her. Pictures of the body. Oh, and if they show pictures of the body. Yeah, yeah. When the judge says you committed one one of the Ten Commandments, he kind of shakes his head like, no, I didn't. So that was the only time he showed any reaction that I saw in the times that they showed him in court. But granted, his defense attorney that's sitting right next to him has an Adolf Hitler actual mustache. So it draws the eye. It pulls focus. Oh, that would have done it. I'm sorry, that would have been the end for you. Like, you would have, there would have been absolutely no coming back. I, <laughs> I would have been like, this man, who is seemingly a smart doctor, trusted this mustache to represent him in a life in jail case. No, no, I can't trust anything. I said, good day, sir. I said, good day, look at the mustache. And they'd be like, jury, how did you reach your decision? And I'd be like, mustache, your honor. And the the judge would be like, understood. Understood, thank you very much for your time. 
we will not be calling you again. <laughs> so the the jury admits to Kate Snow, we don't know how the murder occurred. Again, they're saying all the wrong things. I can't. I, he's going to get a he's going to get a retrial. They're saying everything. Yes, that will get him a new trial. This is terrible. It And she's like, isn't that reasonable doubt then if you don't know how it was done? And they're like, no. What is this town? I can't. What is the town? What I need to visit. Can you come out here? We need to do a road trip. I can, we can get there. How far is it from me? Kathy's mom speaks at the sentencing and says, you're a selfish person and basically we hate you. And also we love the grandsons and we hope we can reconnect because clearly the grandsons don't want anything to do with Kathy's side of the family because they think the dad's a murderer. And for some reason, they are loyal to their dad. Now, Esther, his wife, visits him in prison as much as possible. And they do a shot where she's leaning on a tree a la Keith mother effing Morrison. I was very upset. She also gets a wind shot. She gets a Beyonce, girls who run the world. She's like out in the wind being interviewed and her hair's like whipping about her. Like she's in a music video and she's very like kind of pale and tragic looking. She says, I hope that he doesn't get hurt in prison. Or worse. To which I say, he's going to. I want to beat him up and I'm not even a criminal let alone people who have been in jail. Literally, I want to take his lunch money and kick him in the shins. And I'm not a violent person. I think I speak for work husband, Greg, when I say don't be a bully. <laughs> I'm not by nature. Maybe I am. On the but... microphone or violence. <laughs> She's not a violent person. Don't you want to steal, kick it, take his little sack lunch and like smash it on the ground? You know why I don't? The, the car hanging on situation, the short circuiting. Yeah. I would be worried I would die in a horrible way. Yeah. I Let me just that. put it that way. Where yeah. like he would come up with a very creative way to kill me that would be unpleasant. I mean, he kind of did. He's an anesthesiologist and he did all this finagling with vents and things and a backed up toilet. Okay, here's the deal. This is what I really wanted the defense team to say. And I don't know if they did and we just didn't see it. But what I would have gone on if I was the defense, again, if I were a defense attorney, da, 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 <laughs> what I would do is I would say this man has been an anesthesiologist for 35 years. Do you think that he would go to all this trouble of this hooking up the vent to the this to the this when he could do this in moments just quickly, quietly, like and make it look like an accident, like much easier by like putting a mask over her face, a gas mask over her face when she's sleeping? Sure. Or injecting her in like an area where you wouldn't find it right away, like maybe in the hair, like something to go night night. I mean, she did have seizures, but other than that, no health problems. I would think they would want to do an autopsy, but maybe he would just say no autopsy. Right. She had a seizure and she died. That would be a lot easier than like we have carbon monoxide poisoning in the house. He like gave away what he did. I'm just saying, oh, see, I'm making a really good argument. <laughs> He had a great argument built in with this faulty water heater. And so he told them right away it must have been the water heater. Because somebody told him that it was faulty. Okay. Several people, I think, had told him that it was faulty. But the towel under the door. Fa this is why think horses, not zebras. The fact that this night he was, of all nights, he was sleeping downstairs 
And the only vent that was open was in her thing. And she had a towel under the door and the bathroom window open to vent it out. And a fan, he had a fan blowing to vent it out. So he gave himself the lightest amount of carbon monoxide possible. But then told everyone about it. Right. Why wouldn't you see that she was gone, move all that stuff and pretend like you hadn't had all that stuff there? I guess he had it planned to have it look like carbon monoxide. I mean, it was carbon monoxide poisoning. But why wouldn't you have that stuff there? Right. It doesn't look good for you. Yeah. Because I think they would have said, how did you not die, sir? How are your levels of carbon monoxide so low? Why didn't you say I, because I was out of the house? But it was the middle of the night. Where would he have been? Why didn't you say I had insomnia, I couldn't sleep, and I was sitting out on the porch and I dozed off. And when I came back in. That looks more suspicious. This is the case of the people who shoot themselves in the arm and say that they were robbed and they killed my wife, but they shoot themselves in the arm to look like they were shot because you're not going to suspect a victim. You still think that there could have been easier ways to like. Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. Then to poison yourself and yes, leave all the accoutrement around that saved you from being poisoned. Yes, absolutely. Accoutrement. <laughs> so do we both think he did it? Like what percentage are we? 79. That's it? 83, because it's a really stupid thing, which, and I don't know if he's stupid. He is an anesthesiologist. He is a doctor. The thing in the journal about saying Satan was telling him to use car exhaust. That's the thing. That's the one that pushes it to like 90, 96%. Yeah. If I was a juror, that would have been the end. Yeah. Like close the book, check the box. We're done. Yeah. But I don't know if they had reasonable doubt. I don't know if there was necessarily enough evidence or is this more of a gut thing? What else could the defense do? You can't put him on the stand. Right. No, absolutely not. I feel bad for his sons who really, really believe that he didn't do it. Yeah, I do too. And Esther, who seems suspiciously lovely. I don't know. (laughs) Also seeming suspiciously lovely are our friends at Killer Queens. Yes. Guys. They have been our pillar of the community sponsors all month. Did I mention they were featured in Cosmo and Marie Claire on top podcast lists? That's so fancy. I know. And they like us and are friends with us. What is happening? Why? I'm suspicious of that. I'm clearly suspicious. They're also very pretty, too, which I know is like. Oh, then I'm triple suspicious. Yeah, exactly. I'm writing this down. Check out their promo right now, guys. Hey, Date with Dateline listeners, Killer Queens here. Since you're already listening to Date with Dateline, we already know three things about you. One, you love true crime, you like to laugh, and you have excellent taste in podcasts. And we would love for you to check out our show. We're sisters who have been fascinated with true crime since we were in high school, watching marathons of Snapped, Cold Case Files, and American Justice with our dad. We also infuse our love of the 90s, the best decade if you ask us, and obscure movie and TV quotes into the cases we cover. Our listeners say that it feels just like talking about a case with your best friends. It's light, sassy, fun, but always respectful. Oh, and also we hate Casey Anthony so much. So if you need like a regular time to vent about the garbage person that is Casey Anthony, you will fit right in with us. So if you like a lighter take on your true crime discussions with some witty banter, some Southern accents mixed in, 
Find Killer Queens wherever you listen to podcasts. Lilas! Which, if you aren't a 90s kid, just means love you like a sister. Bye. Bye. They're the best. Seriously, if you guys aren't listening, what are you waiting for? Go. Download now. Five stars. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, ladies. We adore you. We do. Let's do B-Roll Bonanza. There's lots of home movies of the kids. So much home movie footage. I wrote 70s photos. So many 70s photos. We got like lots of old, like they. But we also got family footage of like the kids on Christmas morning in their robes, like opening presents, a lot of that kind of footage. And then a lot of Mark and Kathy in various styles of tinted sunglasses. So the mom in the pink shirt, by the way, whose name is Linda? (gasps) Is Linda? Is it the mom? The controlling person? Is it the mom? Maybe. Maybe she got her into the MLM. Well, then they're hopefully not having a relationship romantically. But he didn't say romantic. He said it's being controlled by Linda, right? And that she was a secret life that she was being seduced into. He used the word seduced and secret. Is Linda her, what's it called? The level up? I don't know what it's called. The the upper. Right, like your boss on the tiers. Yeah, I don't know what that's called. I'm, I'm forgetting it. One up, I don't remember. Maybe. So put a pin in that. Well, that could be Linda. But Linda in the pink shirt, I think, is like just dumped all of this family, like photos and video, like what your mom would absolutely do if it was you. They would get everything. <laughs> she would be like emailing Kate Snow. I found a few more photos for you, Kate. And they would all be taken like photos on her cell phone of the photos in the photo album. And it's like super grainy photo. And then my mom's photo is super blurry. She doesn't know how to use her camera and her face is in it because she flipped the camera around. She doesn't realize. So she just sent Kate Snow a bunch of photos up her nostril. Well done, Joni. That's what happened. No, she would send. No, she would send every play you've ever been in beginning to end. Not clips. Full thing. Yeah. And then would ask her about it later. Did you watch the one yet? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm so embarrassed already. You're dead. It doesn't matter. You would be gone if this is happening. I know, but I feel it. I feel it from beyond. But I would be maybe. No, if you're gone, I've been dead for a long time. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I can't help you. No, you have to save me. You have to be the calm, rational one and be like, we're rooting for her. I'd like intercept. I'd set up a fake email. She could send me the pictures and photos. And then I would... KateSnow02 at gmail.com. And she'd be like, no, Joni, that is the actual one. Exactly. Then I would filter and I'd be like, oh, Kimberly would absolutely not like that. Okay, (laughs) these three, she looks great. We're doing these. Oh, no, I'd help you out for sure. Thank you. I expect the same in return. Absolutely. 100%. Okay, good. We do see Mark showing Kate Snow photos in a photo album. Yes. So at least he has photos in a photo album. We also see Mark raking what appears to be no leaves. Nary a leaf <laughs> on the ground. But he is raking and I haven't seen raking in a while. And he's You know shorts. why? His raking setting got stuck in his back panel. Oh, rake, rake. Uh-huh. Rake. Yeah. And it, it didn't detect that there were no leaves and he could stop. Yeah, that definitely could be it. Also, um, he's in shorts. You have feelings about shorts sometimes. Is he wearing khaki shorts? Yeah, khaki shorts. He's raking no leaves, but he's like, he's raking what he sews. Okay, that's, (laughs) sorry. I was more concerned with the red shirt, the red sweatshirt look, 
and these like black tinged acid wash jeans and white tennies that he's wearing when he's going to the hardware store and walking around town, oddly smiling at everything before he's about to go to prison. It's a little strange. How big is the town? What is this town? And then there's one photo that they show. I think they show this when the neighbor says that he looks different from other people. He has a white suit on and Charles Nelson Riley black glasses. And he looks like he's about to compete on $100,000 pyramid. And it was really funny because it was probably 97. No, I don't know. It could have been the 70s. Maybe so. Let's do titles. I don't have very good titles. Oh, I did have one that I liked. Unless we have alternate theories and it actually was the water heater. Do you think it was the water heater? Do you know anything about water heaters? I don't. And I feel like I'm going to get tons of emails from people. Well, it was enclosed. What did they tell us? It was enclosed in a tiny room. It didn't have enough ventilation because of the way it was installed. That's how my water heater is because it's in the basement enclosed in a tiny space. So now I'm freaked out. And the vent was not installed properly. The vent that was on the roof, like by the gutters, that was not installed properly to get the exhaust out. This is what I don't understand is that when was the water heater installed? How long? Oh, they also said that there were problems with the um, pilot light going off a lot too. It was just acting up a ton. When was it installed? I don't know, but I don't know why it was not fixed is the greater question. I'm just saying that water heaters are inspected. They're inspected every year like they're they're a safety issue because they can blow up your house basically who does the inspection the company that installed it do you have to set it up or did they automatically come and check the water heaters unsure and is it through your insurance that sends someone out or is it like maytag comes and inspects it we need an actual adult to contact us and tell us about water heater installation in homes correct I don't know any of this, but I know you can get in trouble. I don't even know where the water heater is. I know where your water heater is. How do you not know where your water heater is? I'm serious. Where's my water heater? Isn't it in your back? Isn't there a little door in the back of your house? In my backyard? No. Yeah. No. I think it's in my neighbor's backyard, actually. I was going to say, do you have it? It's in your neighbor's. Then. I think it's in my neighbor's backyard. Yeah. Because I think the drain access is there, too. I think so. Do you always have hot water? Yeah. But I know when my toilet backs up because of the roots, the plumber has to go into her backyard because it usually means hers is backed up as well. So and the access to the drain or whatever, the septic, I don't know, is in her backyard. So I think that's where the water heater is. You got off spot free. That's nice. Yeah. Then why are you worried about carbon monoxide poisoning? I have gas appliances in my house. I have a heater that's very old and... I've had to call them and say, can you help me with the pilot light? I'm scared. And they will. They definitely will. They totally will. And they say, thank you. I'm glad you're being responsible. And I have gas stove. Good for you. Safety first. And I fart a lot. So that's another gas. gas It's a lot of stuff. Gaseous substances. Okay. Do you think he did it? You do like fully think he did it. I do think he did it. I just think it's the most likely scenario that he did it. That's right. And that's your, yeah, no coincidences. Okay. But his personality in those journals really, journals really were shocking. And the towel, the towel under the door and the fan on and the window open that everybody else, like that's the only, okay, get real. But you say in your journals that Satan is tempting you to do bad things. 
And then he mentions car exhaust. I know that the bad things were directed towards himself. No, but I don't think they are. That didn't sound like necessarily that that was for himself. That was just one reference. The rest were like, I am more tempted to do evil when Kathy is being mean to me. I am much more likely to be saved by Satan when Kathy is critical of me. Okay. Ridiculous. What's your titles? Time to vent. (laughs) That was great. That would have been great if you had been like, Kimberly, I just have to vent for a second. That would have been good. I should have done it like that. And just been like, Katie, I have to vent. That would have been way better. It was still really good. Time to vent is good. The case of the Adolf attorney. Yep. It's not that good. Okay. Remember the journal that said, it's not about me. Yeah. It's not about me. It's about Satan. Yeah. That makes sense. And then my best title. I'm so proud of. Yep. Yep. If the water heater isn't lit, you must acquit. Oh, that's real good. (gasps) That's a mic drop. You can drop it. Thank you. I'm pretty proud. Drop it. Yeah. I like it. Mine aren't that good. You definitely did better. I, all I got was suspicious. Don't know. Suspicious. What? Instead of suspicious, I put suspicious. Oh, suspicious. Okay, I got it. Suspicious. And then I had CO too many excuses. (laughs) I like it. That's all I had. I wrote a lot of words here, but then they never came together. How do you feel about hearing some amazing titles that we missed from the past two weeks? How do you think I feel? Do you think I'm in a good enough mental state to hear about a bunch of good titles that we missed over the last few weeks? Probably not. Thank you for listening, everybody. Follow us on social media. Check out our Patreon. We'll see. We'll do that next week. (laughs) Look forward to next week hearing all of the titles that (laughs) you guys have written that we missed that is going to make Katie really sad and have to like do laps around her room (laughs) to like run it off. Work it off. Throw your shoulders back. Water off a duck's back. I'm going to have to do a whole, it's going to be like a mantra. I don't know. It just can't be as hot as it is in my room right now to do this. Yeah, I understand. Because then the sweat will be mixed with tears. It'll be a mess. Well, you know what I have to say to you then? Hot kidders. (laughs) Stay fresh cheese bags. Bye. Bye, everybody.